2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue
3: bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the best of the Joe Show. Running you back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. In a couple of minutes, going to get to some Dan Lebatar, Joe Rose, and Stephen A. Smith. But first, I'm Dan Day, and here's the headlines. Josh Rosen recently took snaps with the first team, but it looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the Dolphins' starting QB, at least for tomorrow's preseason game against the Bucks in Tampa. Pre-game starts right here on 560 The Joe WQAM at 3.30. A public memorial service will be held for Dolphin great Nick Bunaconti on September 6th at the Lois Pope Life Center of the Miami Project to cure paralysis. Visitation times are from 5 to 8. The Canes and Florida Gators are looking into scheduling a home-and-home series in the future. Of course, the two will square off next Saturday at Camping World Stadium in Orlando at 7 p.m. Despite Clayton Kershaw striking out the first seven batters he faced, the Marlins were able to muster another run last night. The Fish were defeated 9-1 by the Dodgers. In the past two games, the cumulative score has been L.A. 24, Miami 2. Today, the Marlins have had an offensive explosion. The score is Miami 8 LA won in the seventh. Speaking of blowouts, today at the Little League World Series, Curacao defeated Australia 11-1. A video has surfaced showing UFC fighter Conor McGregor punching a man inside a Dublin bar. The video was taken back in April. Around the same time frame, McGregor also got into trouble for getting physical with a man outside of Live Nightclub here in Miami. Now it's time for the day spa. (sighs) An Iowa woman recently led police on a wild card chase. While attempting to outrun the cops, the driver called to report that her car was stolen, the very same car she was driving. Hot mess? Yes. A Minnesota man has been arrested after throwing a meth-fueled death party for his wife. Supposedly, the woman who was confined to a nursing home begged her husband to take her home so she could die with dignity. So is a meth-fueled death party dying with dignity? You can vote on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio, And congratulations, Nastia Lukin. Back on this day in 2008, she won the gold medal for the women's overall gymnastics at the Olympics and found her way into all of our hearts and really never left mine. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for scattered thunderstorms with temperatures in the 80s. Visit Hylia Park casino every saturday to win your share of ten thousand dollars in giveaways drawings all day long and it's free to enter visit hileopark.com for more details busy day today here on the best of the joe show so let's get right into it earlier dan levitar and his team talking about jose canseco's bigfoot bye 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 to male beauty pageants and being bothered by baseball
4: Oh, you don't know about this? No! So, Jose can, I don't really have a connection to Jose except we're both from Westchester. But here's the thing oh, Jose Canseco, uh, and I- I'm sure you caught this news. He was offering trips to go meet Bigfoot. Are you familiar with that yeah. situation? Of course. So we bit on that, and we contacted Jose Canseco, and I don't know how much of this has been revealed. I think a lot of it has, so I feel comfortable saying it, because also Uh it's never going to happen. We (laughs) essentially got in contact with Jose Canseco and his representative, and then Jose Canseco appeared on the call that was supposed to be just with his representative, and we got to the point where we were negotiating a TV deal, where we would make kind of like a mini-series out of this, where I'd be chasing Bigfoot along with a couple other people with Jose Canseco. (laughs) And there was like a legit budget, which I was shocked by. And the number that I was told was staggering to the point where I was like, listen, I don't know that this is a good idea because I feel like you guys are going to lose a ton of money gambling on this thing happening and it was very sketchy where you had to pay jose half the money in cash in a bag up front and then you pay him the rest later naturally because that's the way these things go stay liquid yeah and he made it a point in the call from what i remember to say listen i don't want this to be made a joke i want this to be (laughs) taken very seriously and we have a number of people bidding on the tv exclusivity for this adventure however we're going to award it to whoever gives us the most money. So, yeah. keep in mind, I don't want it to be a joke, mm-hmm. but whoever gives me the most money yeah. is who I'm going to go with. At a certain point, legal came in and they said, uh, "No, this is not going to happen." So, it yes. does. are you satisfied, Randy? I'm super.
2: Are satisfied. you filled in? I'm filled in, and I think we should, should move on. Did you, you pr- guys ever
5: go through a yeah. phase where, when you were younger, or maybe still now, where in front of a f- like a mirror, you'd put on a song and you would just do like an entire performance? Yeah,
6: of bye, that bye, song. bye. Yeah. Yes, me too. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Hold on. Who How said much that? younger did we have to be, by the way?
1: <laughs> um, it was me that said that, Randy. I'm right there yes. for you. This is one I, of the do. better choreographed music videos of all time. Did I, you I videotape actually, yourself and watch it back? No, never went that far. No, I never did either.
6: I'll one-up you on that. I'll actually go deeper into the Instinct catalog in uh, the Dirty Pop video great oh. little choreography. you know what so.
1: happened in that video you watched him making the video right no. joey oh fatone, video. joey fatone joey oh. fatone sustained an injury and you know who had to uh, replace joey fatone during the uh, crucial dance number in the pop video? No. Danny DeVito? No. Wade? One Wade Robson. Oh. Wow. Whoa.
6: Was he in a like, little bit of a fence, dude?
1: He was. Uh, no, he actually looks uh, slim, but he did get the goatee going. Mm-hmm. And yes. if you look closely, you can definitely tell when it's not I mean, Joey. he must have been the best dancer
6: there <laughs> if it
4: was Wade, right? Wade could be both Joey and Chris. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If dressed up properly,
6: right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And JT, because remember, they both had the same perm at the same time for a while.
6: I was definitely, well, when the oh, wait. dirty pop come out, late 20s. I was in my late 20s when I did that, I believe.
1: Didn't Chris have dreads, though? We're talking about Kirkpatrick. Yeah, but right? you could easily yeah, get could fake it. dreads. Yeah, sure. One oh. time, Chris Kirkpatrick was downstairs at the Clevelander oh. Bar, and Kenny Working Nolan sure. was doing Highly Questionable, and I'm like, I came upstairs, like I had seen like a, a ghost, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And he have dreads? Like, everyone's, no, he doesn't have dreads, and everyone's like, what's happening? I'm like, guys, I think Chris Kirkpatrick's yeah. downstairs. And then we all just casually started taking trips to the bathroom. before it Mike- was so <laughs> creepy.
5: Before Mike did that, I had walked by that guy, and, cause, you know, I, I don't want to be a jerk, I've kind of done the same thing. He put on, he's put on a little bit since InSync. So I walked by him, And I just said to myself, I recognize that guy. I didn't say in sync. I didn't say
6: Chris. Isn't that the weirdest thing? And then
5: I just had that, and then I go to the bathroom, come back, and then 10 minutes later, Mike comes up. He's like, I think Chris Kirkpatrick's (laughs) downstairs. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's
6: confirmed. I thought the same thing doesn't
1: that happen often though in South Beach you guys especially at the at the Clevelander I mean sometimes people are at the Clevelander like LaShawn McCoy was here one time but like they're usually outside this dude was in the sports bar which at the time was relatively empty so yeah. you could lock eyes and I believe there was a moment in which Chris Kirkpatrick was like I think I've seen this guy on a muted uh television one time as I was walking past an airport like we we locked <laughs> eyes for a little bit and I was yeah. like I know you're Chris Kirkpatrick and he's like I know you're on a muted TV.
6: somewhere. Wouldn't you just have been on the TV I in do not think that's what was happening.
1: It was definitely. That is not
4: what was happening. What was happening is Chris Kirkpatrick was looking, and he's like, who the hell are all these guys that keep yes. coming out of this yes. one stairwell and keep staring right at me? I get it. And you peed- recognize me. Go away. <laughs> and have peed 12 times each already. Oh, well, the glad- Cuban coffee. I'm
2: glad we're getting to the boy band conversation earlier, because, hmm. like earlier in the show, because uh, Backstreet Boys sold out Boston last night. The TD Garden sold it out. Not as some ancillary piece of some throwback to like they sold out the garden in 2019 Did you go and i wonder since we're talking in sync which was the more talented were you there? remains the more no no i had work this morning was the most talented and remains the more talented of the two compared to backstreet boys uh i wonder what an in sync tour would do attendance wise here in 2019 it would have to sell out
6: you had backstreet. work this morning is what kept you from going to a backstreet boys concert <laughs> randy You <laughs> yeah work in I'm the not mo- ab-
2: i'm not above it
6: what time do you have to get up
2: 1.30 in the morning.
6: Oh, well, geez.
2: I live out, at, yeah, cause I live outside Boston. So that, that's why I would have gone. I wouldn't have gone to a yeah. So 11:30. is
6: it bedtime around, right about now? It's, it's <laughs> bedtime when the kids go down. Yeah.
2: 8.30? 8.30 is bedtime.
1: yeah so you just stay out though? That's easy. That's easy solve there. You go that's, take in the concert and you head straight to work. It's very fair. That's very fair. No sleep. But I
2: wonder what NSYNC would do because it would be a reunion of sorts. I oh, mean, you'd it, have
5: to pull Timberlake together, J.C. Shazay. That's the key. I mean, if you get Timberlake to agree, they'll they'll fill it up. But,
1: yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll fill it up just to see J.T. And just like, what are you going to do to incentivize this to get J.T. to agree? Because he doesn't need the rest of NSYNC.
6: No, he's not there. I mean, he would pull like he'd have to pull like a homecoming tour and then just bring them out for a couple of songs the way Beyonce did. What do you think, Roy? Yeah, no, I'm not in this conversation. Thank mm. you for bringing me in. I noticed that's why I was trying to bring you in. I feel like you have, have a lot no of good knowledge life, no, on boy bands, and you'd no be all excited to draw. talk about this,
1: Randy. If you weren't working at the ridiculous time of 1.30 in the morning, would you have tried everything to make it to the Boston show for By- uh, for Backstreet Boys? Oh, I'm talking to outsider about who's going to end the
4: segment to what, bail out. Were Ru. you
5: more in sync or Backstreet Boys what we're asking? Him? I was more in sync.
4: 100%. What was their song though? Because I feel like a lot of people buy, think buy, that, buy. yeah, what? but that was no, I want it that way. I think Backstreet Boys had what? the song. Yes. yes and we maybe all agree. NSYNC had a better catalog.
2: Hmm. That Millennium album was really good though. I need you tonight. A little slow jam. Ah, oh, right. That's a good one. Trying to beat curfew. What are we talking uh, about? I with... like
1: the call. One, I think my favorite song out of like that entire group outside of I Want It That Way, which we all agree is a creme de la creme, but Girlfriend by NSYNC when they had uh, Nelly join in and they had yes. the, the, the Neptune's production. To yep. me, I know it's not one of the bigger hits. It's just one of my favorite songs because that song still slaps to this day. I, Actually, I always you...
6: thought, sorry, Randy. I always thought that some of the JT leads should have been sa- sung by... By the other one, JC, JC. I mean, yeah. That's voice. a
1: problem with Insigne. Yeah. It's always the other one. Do
4: you think things would have been different if JC Chazé was the one that was dating Britney Spears? Wow, like he was there been. a Britney effect on Justin Timberlake?
2: Oh, of course. Are you kidding
5: me? The what was the song? What was the revenge song? With Cry Timberlake? me a river. Cry me a river. Oh, man, one of the you
2: iconic. Track. What a video. The
5: Backstreet Boys have the best anthem though, because I'm with Billy. I want it that way. Best song. Everybody, everybody,
2: oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is a weird video, though. Yeah, Monster to, masks,
6: all of that. What are we asking with these? And what's the cat like? Can New Kids on the Block be thrown in, no, even though they were no a chance. couple of no, decades no. earlier? New Kids listen, on the Block have never
2: you gone back and listen to Step by Step. It sounds like a six six year old wrote it.
4: New Kids on the Block never had them shut the blinds on TRL. Right. Hmm. Nobody's talking about
5: new edition. The other day, we did on the Local Hour podcast a boy band draft. We just did Instinct and Backstreet Boys, and I was thinking that we left out a big guy that could have been drafted really high if we included other bands. Nick Lachey from Ninety Eight Degrees. Yeah, he had it, man. He could have been in that. He was way. He would have been ahead of a a Chris Kirkpatrick, a Joey Fatone. No, he wasn't even the most
4: talented. Lachey, Drew was. All right. oh, get at it. That's, you know men. what? That's the end of this. If that's, Drew was taller, he would have been a star.
1: Guys, I have JC's dating history according to who'sdatedwho.com and there Perfect. are some absolute star-studded names on this list. Did you know JC and Evelyn Gloria dated? What? I did. Wait. Yes. Okay, we'll get to the
2: Eskimo brother link there. Let's do that, though, on the other side of this break. Getting a lot of love for the boy band conversation on Twitter. I don't know about you guys. Opposite. Oh, yeah, the distinct opposite. Why does Randy Scott sound like he's broadcasting from his bedroom trying not to get busted by his mom? That's good.
7: Mm. That's
2: good. <laughs> That's good, Craig. I'm trying to join in on a, on a well-oiled conversational machine 1500 miles away from Bristol. I got outsider slash AKA smoke break, AKA Mikey C, Twitter assassin, Twitter bully. Just jump in, just rip friends and foes alike. All right. So let's move on from boy bands. Although I will say, that we had a male beauty pageant for charity in my high school in 1999. Uh, things that probably can't happen now, but it was for charity. And, uh, our lip sync song was Bye, Bye, Bye. So that was the mm. whole videotape yourself practicing the dance and study the tape. And- the things we do for, sure. for
6: charity, Randy. Things we, do, things for we do for charity.
2: Let's
5: be honest. I have but to one up not- you because
6: hey. I did, I did, I did something very similar, um, rather recently. What? I would say it was last night, oh, where what? I did a little lip syncing, uh, in front of a crowd, uh, except, uh, unlike you in your male, um, contest, Mr. M- Mr. I was, Madison, I was yeah. dressed as a woman.
2: There you go. <laughs> what did we sing? A little bit or of, a, little bit
6: of a, a drag performance for charity, if you will. And, uh, we did a song called Mi Gente. You know that song? Uh, Willie William, Jay claro Balvin, KC. and, uh, Beyonce. Claro
2: KC. Yeah. yeah.
6: Yeah, That was that was my, my night last night, which is why I mocked you for not being able to go to a Backstreet Boys concert when I was <laughs> doing the impossible and pretending to be a woman.
2: You're doing it for charity. And I mm-hmm. think speaking of charity, the Orioles are a nice charitable team to play against right now in baseball. Mike, did you know that the Yankees have won? They're 17-2 and two against Baltimore this
1: season. They've won 16 in a row. Does this not bother anybody else? Mm-hmm. This bothers me as someone that's just... On the periphery of baseball, I saw it on the lower third as like a breaking news headline. And I find it pretty absurd that the Yankees can get fat off the Baltimore Orioles just because they play in that division, which is arbitrary. I say do away with divisions. Do away with conferences. Do away with leagues. Guys, it's an antiquated concept that was built on travel. Do away with it all. Everybody plays the same amount of
6: teams the same amount of times. So move the Orioles out of the, A- the AL East is what you're saying?
1: I'm saying do away like, and it's cool because at the end of the season you get the best two teams. So what
6: happens to the AL East? There goes, is no goes, AL East? Goes away. I don't understand sports that way. Goes away. I feel
2: like, I feel like the NBA is NBA's closer to doing that. I mean, there are Much still divisions in, in the NBA and nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah,
1: In baseball, it's going to be the hardest thing to do because of just the history of Yankees, yeah. Red Sox. And yeah. television partners need to see those two teams play. What is it? I think it's up to 75 times a year. They play 75
6: just on Sunday Night Baseball alone. By yeah. the time yeah. LeBron <laughs> retires, the NBA is basically going to be soccer. They're going to have um, all this time off. They're going to have these in-season tournaments or maybe... Postseason tournaments with the non-playoff teams. You know, soccer awesome. doesn't.
1: It's a misnomer. Soccer actually doesn't really have an off season. Mm. Yeah, the the club season ends, and then you go right into international competition. Like they have like one week of vacation. I just, I, I think
2: Baltimore. what's what's probably the most frustrating right now is not only that they're they're playing poorly, they're not even they can't even say they're tanking because to tank would mean you would have to have a plan, and they don't have a, they don't have a plan. They just bet. They read into the fact that you needed power bats they just invested in the wrong ones they have chris davis taking up almost 30 percent of their payroll he's, he's hit 180
6: yeah i mean you get guys, that is funny right that that is baseball right it's uh strikeouts and home runs and you try to yeah. get the guys that hit the home runs then you just happen to get the wrong guys they do it poorly and now this is you even though at one point you know he hit 50 plus
2: one season that's all it takes brady anderson season it's happened to that same franchise before and they don't have the, they don't have the pitching either and you can't even say help is on the way They they have one prospect in Major League Baseball's top 50 list, and it's a guy they just drafted, Adley Rutschman, and he's top six. And they still don't really know what they have in him. It's not like he's coming up tomorrow and he's going to save the season.
6: Mike just wants to change baseball altogether. And, I I mean, the Orioles, is it... Are the Yankees not good, and they're just beating up on, on this team? I mean, the team, Yankees are, are what,
1: like yeah. 40 games over 500? Yeah. So it's not they're not only good just because of the Orioles, but potentially there's a team in the AL East that could just be good and well over 500
6: because the Baltimore Orioles exist in their division. Pretty sure the Patriots run had a little something to do with the rest of the AFC East being garbage.
1: Yeah, it's just arbitrary to me. You go chasing that bully,
2: you go chasing that leader that just pummels you all season. I get it, man.
3: I get it. And that's coming. You guys watch a lot of Marlins baseball. Baby, bye, bye, bye. Of course, you can hear the Dan Levitard show from 10 to 1 weekdays here on 560 The Joe. Speaking of that, if you didn't get up early enough this morning to hear Joe Rose, I have some of his best of next here on The Best of The Joe Show. Welcome back to The Best of The Joe Show. Today would have been Nipsey Hussle's 34th birthday. R.I.P. I'm Dan Day, and join 560 WQAM and Zach Krantz tomorrow at 3 p.m. in the North Plaza at Hard Rock Stadium for the second day of the Dade County Federal Credit Union three-day car sale. Zach will be giving away Finn's tickets to the Jaguars game, and there will be great deals on hundreds of new cars. Speaking of Zach Krantz, he teams up with Joe Rose in the mornings, and earlier they gave you the scoop on what's happening with the Dolphins when they spoke with Kim Bocamper. Kim
8: Bow Camper. Bo Camper's Bar, CBS. You know him from everywhere down here in South Florida. Now he's up in Tampa, hopefully not on the injured list like bunch of our players. He, he did a nice report with a great video of uh, Balaj's 35 yard run. My guy. Great run. That was the greatest teaser of the night. The best part of the news last <laughs> night, Bo on CBS. Nice job, brother.
7: <laughs> oh, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good, Ken, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, man. Walking around with a boot and. I don't know how bad that injury is. I, I actually saw him I was standing right there where, when he did it, and I, I think it's kind of a, a foot kind of a thing. I don't know if it's a, a, an ankle injury, but I don't think it's anything that's going to be too long. But while Kenyon's sitting out, you know, Kalen's making hey, he's making a name for himself.
8: Oh, yeah, he's looking at this. Hey, man, I want to separate myself. Kenyon, you can play. I just want to make sure they, they know how good I am, absolutely. By the way, that's kind of the theme we were talking about early this morning. I mean, you look at the veteran guys that didn't practice: Devontae, Laramie, Raquan, McDonald, Rashad, Kiko. What a great opportunity for young guys, right? To to take the next step up in this game. That's kind of uh, the theme for this week, would you say, Bo?
7: Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at you know all those guys you name. There's a lot of practice reps uh, between all those guys, and so with them not playing you know, somebody's taking those reps. And, and uh, you know, there are a lot of guys that are, that are a lot of interesting stories out here. You know, some, you, you can look at them in different ways. You can look at them and say, geez, you know, they got, you know, they got, they got these guys out here and you look at, you know, Charles Harris isn't playing well, but Nate Orchard or Nate Orchard is in there doing it. Ledbetter's in there, doing you know, so they got some young guys that are kind of jumping up, which you feel pretty good about. But then you look at the veterans that you are counting on, you're going, you don't feel so good about those guys. So it's a kind of a a mixed bag right now with this team. You like to, yeah. you know, it, it's you know how it is, Joe. You're, you're you're this week into the training camp. You're four weeks in, and you know, guys have got little bumps and bruises, and they start stacking on. So some of them, I don't think the tonsil thing is big. uh You know, I'm starting to get a little concerned with with Kiko and Raekwon. You know, just because you know you, you see them, they're they're working out and they're in the they're in the weight room during practice, not on the field, and that, that always concerns me, Joe. When when they're not. You know when they're not on the and look they're in there because they're rehab and trying to get themselves ready. Yeah. But or you just, you just just you know when they're separated from the team, even though they may not be doing anything, they're still missing the interaction on the practice field. Coaches coaching people up, you know, giving them giving them coaching points, and they're not there for it. So those always make me a, make me a little concerned. So we'll we'll, but we'll see how they go in the next next week or two.
8: All right, let's talk about an old topic. Is Mike Kosicki getting any better, Bo? Do
7: you, do you no, see? I know no, he. No, no, you know I, I watched him yesterday, Joe. No. He he just you know he he ran a route. You know it was a a little post corner. You know, yeah. And and, and you know if I I see a guy run a post corner, you know I, I want to I want him to plant his foot and give you a hard inside right. move to kind of draw that that defender whether it's a safety or a linebacker, right. and then a hard outside move to to get a change of direction. And it kind it, it, the, row, the Rowdy Rand ran looked more like a wet noodle. You know what I mean? <laughs> it had no sharpness to it. It just kind of it's kind of uh, leaned over this way and oh, uh, kind of leaned over that way. Meanwhile, the defensive back is right on there. him like a cheap suit. You know,
8: he just and, uh, he just and, struggles.
7: It, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's know, a tease. It, it, he's the biggest tease there is right now.
8: Well, well, well all so, those touchdowns. So,
7: he's, he's also he's also he's also you know you, you know coach coach uh, uh, Flores talked about josh rosen a little bit and, and his body language and he, <clears throat> you know you got to get in that huddle and command the huddle you can't you can't sneak into the huddle you, you can't you know you can't be that that guy if you're going to be a quarterback you got to command that huddle and, and and i think rosen heard him and he, and he did pretty well yesterday but i think you know the the, the other body language guy to me is, is mike is gusecki he just you know he you know balls are up to 50 50 balls and he usually doesn't come down with them and then he's got his You know, he's kind of got his shoulders slumped over and his head down. And, you know, you like to see him just say, hey, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go out and I'm going to bust my ass. And, and look, I'm not saying he's not working hard. He just – He's not working hard, but it's not working. Let me put it that way.
8: Yeah. Bo, I think he's down. I I saw him at practice, and I just went, wow, he seems a little frustrated, a little down. Yep. Same frustration running routes and always covered. After a while, it's like Charles Harris. Every time he gets into a tackle, he gets blocked and he gets locked on, and he's having no success. After a while, Bo, doesn't it take your confidence away a little bit?
7: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, if you can't, you know – it's you know for two years we've been calling him almost almost there Charles right you know, you almost got it. he's getting there he's getting close <laughs> he's getting close oh you know, he's uh, one step away he was one step away from making a play well you know what you know now it's time to make plays it's, and, and, and he's not making them and it's uh, you know it's got to be frustrating for him it's got to be frustrating for the coaching staff and yeah. but it, it is what it is. Story well, my story
1: yeah. of my life,
8: one step away, much, yeah, yeah, one step away, Charles. That's yeah. me. Uh, I gotta hear since we're t- we're talking all this positivity around the team right now. What about Minka Fitzpatrick? What about what's going on with him? Not only just on the field, but now off the field uh, with Mama yeah. on Twitter. Also this this has this has nightmare written all over
7: it. I think Mom was taking a shot at Omar pretty hard on that. On that little <laughs> yeah, Zach. T- exactly. right. Yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> she's got she's got to wait in line if she wants Man. to get at Omar. That's yeah, it. you don't think Zach was setting you up?
7: I'm letting it go because it's more about a. About a mom taking a shot at a reporter, that's taking a shot at her kid, right? And, right. and, 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 and not and not so much about you know about what position uh, Minka's playing or not. You know what I mean? Well, well, Bo, but know, we, we talked but look, about this
8: earlier too. Uh, is it, do you think this is this is Minka and mom talking, and then mom just frustrating? Uh, you know, seeing this, seeing something on from Omar or one of these guys, and just coming out with it. This is like kind of Minka talking. No, that's what it, scares me.
7: Look, Omar comes out yesterday. It says, and and with a with a with a tweet or whatever it says, by the way, you know, make us not playing very good out here, you know. <laughs> and then, so mom jumps up and says, well, well, "Well, wait a minute, you know, they got him out of position now. Now grounded, you know, they're they're playing him in a lot of different positions, much like they did last year, but more so this year because you don't have Rashad, you don't have TJ practicing, you know, right. and so you, so guys got to fill those those spots, so. I think it's. I think it's like I said. Like I said, I think it's less about Minka's frustration with playing multiple positions, than, and, and more about a little spat between mom and a newspaper writer that that took a <laughs> shot at, at at her kid that who's, who by the way is one of the most conscientious, hardworking kids in this football team. And 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 you know, God bless Omar. Omar can write what he wants to write, but I, I don't see the, I don't see. I don't see a bad Minka out there. Let me put it that way.
8: I don't either, man. And that's bottom line. But, hey, you just keep ripping them because we know it breaks your heart to do that. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, Omar, just breaks your heart there, mister. Not knowing my son's not a strong safety. The two big guys are injured right now. Yeah, I'll get you. <laughs> hey, by the way, let's talk about a, a really good rookie free agent. Bo, Preston Williams. Yep. Uh that's what? What's it take? Where does the, the coaching staff stand on him right now? I know it's still early. It was just one game, but what do you see out there? What do you? What's the sense?
7: Well, I, I know this. There's 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 52 other jobs out there that are available. I don't think his job's available on this roster. You know, he, yeah. he he's there. I mean, he's yeah, he definitely maybe one of the one of 53. He's he's done that already. But you know, he he. You know, it's funny, Joe. He's a he's a you know rookie free agent, and and I watched him a lot over the last couple of days. And he, he may be their most polished receiver right now. He runs great routes. Um, he blocks. He, he catches everything inside. I saw him drop a ball. He dropped a ball in the end zone yesterday. He had the ball in his hand, coming down, and the defender was going up while he was coming down and was able to jar the ball out of his hands. But that, that's really the first drop I've seen from him. And, and you know, I've talked to him, uh, you know, did a little deal with him for the Audible, uh, the Dolphins podcast. On Tuesday, and you know he's he's a smart kid. He's not he's not taking this thing and going. You know he's not turning into a to a to a deep wide receiver yet. I'll just leave that there because (laughs) that's always a a possibility down the road with those guys. You know that. But but right now, you know he's still a rookie that's trying to get better and says the right things, is doing the right things, and and boy you know, it seems like every time I see him kind of run into the, into the huddle, I I kind of feel like they're going to him and nine times out of 10, they they do go to him. I think, I think Josh Rosen for him right now, you would have to say that, you know, if, 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 if Josh has a, uh, has a go-to guy when everyone else is, is, is is not there and that he'll just throw it to, uh, it is Preston Williams. I think there's a comfort level between the two of them. They've known each other for a long time. And, uh, and Josh is going to go to him as often as possible, which, which, you know, with the way he's playing, certainly is not a bad idea. Hey,
8: uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but do we have a starting five on the offensive line or are we going to have to go outside and, and, and find somebody? What do you think?
7: We have a starting five, Joe, but it's, but it's uh, you know, I don't want to say it's bad. You know, you have two rookies in there, and I don't know right. if it's going to be Shaq Calhoun or, or whoever it's, you know, it's going to go in there, but you know it's going to be Michael Dieter in there. Right, and, you know, and he and he's look. I, I think he's going to be pretty good. You know, he he's that tendency to get on his toes at times, which which sometimes when you yield a little too much of forward lean, you know, these guys are able to throw a quick arm over on him and get yeah. him the backfield and create penetration, whether it's on the run or pass. And so he's got to kind of get his base a little bit more. Uh, Goog's the offensive line coach, believe me, he's working with these guys. I mean, he's you know he's got a comment for everybody on. On every given play, he's you know, he's putting guys in timeout. He's doing everything he can <laughs> to, to, to get him, to get him going. Uh, and you see some good things like, hey, the, you know it's a kid the, I don't a kid from Brazil. They've got him playing guard, and he's a big body uh, and and a guy that looks like he's a tough physical guy. I don't know if he understands the game far enough to go, but there's you know, some just push. possibility there. But but it's uh, it's um, I would say when training camp started, my first first question was the quarterback spot. Right, you know which yeah. one of these guys and that's that's the most important right. thing well that that's come that's become either one a or two to me because now the biggest concern between now and september eight when the uh when the Ravens come to town is getting that offensive line uh to be good enough right. where your quarterback has some time to throw the ball and you got some running lanes in there i mean it, it's yeah uh, but it's getting it's getting critical it, it's an area of concern and it's an area of concern for everybody on this team. and. They're trying different guys. They're moving this guy here, that guy there, um, but they're but but they've got what they got. You know, it's, it, uh, unless you know some guy falls out of the falls out of the sky, or you know who knows. I mean, they've got some guys. You know, you know that are that, that could possibly trade bait out there. But I don't know what value you're going to get for some for 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 whatever they've got. But um, I would assume that going in or as it stands right now. Uh, that's the group. That, that's that's the guys. Yeah. And, you know, the guys we got here are the guys you got here. Unless, unless you said like you said, you know, some some veteran uh, that, that's got a couple years on him, kind of surprisingly gets let go or whatever, and you, and you pick him up. But uh, other than that, I think I think uh, these are the horses yeah. you're going to ride throughout the season.
8: Yeah, Jesse Davis. I guess we got to figure out if he's a guard or a tackle according to what everybody else is. You can't play both well, at I once, he, right? Cause I think, no, he can't I, play both.
7: I, li- I think they'd like him to be the right tackle, but. You know they're they're trying to get him reps out there, but they're also saying, well, we need a little help at that guard spot, and they're kicking him in there a little bit. So, you know, it's kind of it's affected his ability. I think to, to I think what they would like to be to say let's put let's put Jesse out the right tackle position day one and leave him out there all training camp, and they haven't been able to do that.
8: Bo, it's great having you, man. I'll see you. I'll see you tonight. And uh, you two we'll, take we'll talk it easy later. Tonight, Thanks, right? both. Both
7: you guys take it easy tonight. All right, guys. Oh, I'll right. see you, you later, know, Bo. Know, Thank you. Know, me. <laughs> it's an early night tonight, Zach. Come on. I don't believe you. Be not believe. You. Or is it? Or is it the Zach? I'm not sure anymore.
8: <laughs> right, right now it's five sixty. The Zach. Gotta, yes, right now. Know. When I do interviews I with you, yes.
3: <laughs>
7: You're a bad guy.
8: See you, the Bo.
3: See you, you later. Bye,
7: later. Bye. Right.
3: Joe Rose, a legend in two games, football and the radio, and you can hear him and his team mornings on this station from six to ten a.m. In the afternoons from one to three, it's Stephen A. Smith, and he's going to be dropping some facts on us next here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Give us a follow on Twitter at 560WQAM and at Dan Day Radio. Following this Marlins Dodgers game, offensive explosion. Dodgers doing what they're doing. They have seventh, but surprisingly, the Marlins, they've got 13 in the bottom of the seventh. Hold on, guys. Speaking of holding on, Stephen A. Smith always has a firm grip on everything happening in the sports world. Earlier today, he was talking Aaron freaking Rodgers. Stills versus Stephen Ross. Is Jay-Z burying Colin Kaepernick? And straight up facts.
0: For some reason, Aaron Rodgers playing in a preseason game is actually news, which is very, very insulting to me. One of the greatest quarterbacks, I think the greatest talent at the quarterback position we have ever seen, is playing in a preseason game tonight, a meaningless preseason game tonight, and y'all want to act like it's back page news. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers, okay? Preseason games means nothing to him. He has nothing to prove. His greatness has been validated and authenticated throughout the years. Over the last two years, broken collarbone, week three or four against Minnesota and Anthony Barr, he goes down for the rest of the season. Last year, he gets injured game three into the season and still plays the rest of the season. And oh my God, stop the presses because he was God awful. He was absolutely awful, right? Completed 63% of his passes, throwing 25 touchdowns, just two interceptions in all 16 games. Just two interceptions. And we got to stop the presses. We acting like this brother's the second coming to Lamar Jackson. Can't throw right now. And that's not to disrespect Lamar Jackson for the Baltimore Ravens, because I think he's going to be really, really good. We know that he's got those wheels on him and he's special, but he's got to learn to throw the football based on what we saw in the playoff game against the Los Angeles Chargers for the first three quarters. But it's just absolutely asinine to me why this kind of stuff is news, but that's neither here nor there. I'm a bit agitated. I'll be the first one to admit this. I'm a bit agitated. And it stems from my conversation about this whole Jay-Z situation with the National Football League, collaborating with them to address social justice issues and what have you. Uh, definitely being a, a part of their half, you know, you know, be, being an influencer, somebody that's going to be in control of their halftime entertainment as well. Uh, obviously these are kind of things that we're going to talk about, but the first order of business uh, in a relatable item is to talk about Dolphins owner Stephen Ross and Dolphins receiver Kenny Stills finally meeting up with one another. As you know, uh, Stephen Ross, the owner for the Miami Dolphins, scheduled to throw a fundraiser for the president Donald Trump. Kenny Stills, the wide receiver, was opposed to that because he pointed out Steven Ross's work throughout the years with the Rise Foundation, which promotes social justice and racial equality in sports and how he felt that was inconsistent with throwing a fundraiser for the president. And he spoke out against his owner in that regard, basically with those words. He did it without meeting with Stephen Ross. He did it on Twitter. Um, and finally, the two met with one another. And according to Kenny Stills, Dave agreed to disagree. According to an article in Pro Football Talk. The two men have met since last week's controversy fueled by the owner's decision to host a six-figure fundraiser for the president. Stills had told the Palm Beach Post via ESPN.com that he and Ross have, quote, agreed to disagree. Still said, quote, there's not much to argue about. He has his feelings about it and he stands firm in that and I respect that. But I disagree and I told him there's no hard feelings. There's no beef and let's win some games this year. End quote the article goes on to read Stills agreed to agree with coach Brian Flores who has lamented the fact that Stills didn't meet with Ross before publicly commenting on a perceived disconnect between the creation by Ross of the Rise Foundation quote I definitely think from a professional matter the right thing to do would have been to reach out to Ross first Still said but through conversations that we have and the history that we have it gets to a point where I'm just a person that is sharing the message letting other people know what's happening end quote what's happening is that the NFL owners who have openly supported President Trump without backlash are beginning to experience some of it and that NFL players are increasingly unwilling to stand silent. That's according to pro football talk. Good job on this story. Here's the deal. I don't disagree with Kenny Stills message. I do agree with coach Brian, Brian Flores, who said you should talk to the owner first. He is our boss. Have a conversation with him. Let him know where you stand. As opposed to him finding out on Twitter that one of his employees is calling him to the carpet for something. And see, this is where we get into dicey territory. We get into dicey territory because when you talk about the national football league, Working in partnership, in concert with Jay-Z and the Rock Nation. You have some people, I believe some people have gone too damn far. I really, really have. Because when I see some of these comments by guys like Eric Reed, who kneeled, who was famous for kneeling, he can, no, don't get me wrong, he can play some football, he's a safety for the Carolina Panthers. But he spoke out against Jay-Z, says he's burying Colin's career. That's what he accused Jay-Z of doing now. Okay? It's going a little bit too far. Colin Kaepernick's lady, who's known for speaking her mind. And by the way, I, I you know, listen, highly intelligent young ladies, definitely entitled to her opinion and, 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 and standing by her man, the way that she does personally speaking, I think it's admirable. I've got nothing bad to say about her, but I will tell you this. I just think that people are looking at this picture all wrong. And I'm sick and tired of folks getting away with it. To be quite honest with you, I'm really sick and tired of folks getting away with it and looking at this picture all wrong. A guy like Eric Reed safety for the Carolina Panthers, Blast Jay-Z for his new partnership with the NFL, saying it looks like the rap mogul is selling out and helping bury Colin Kaepernick's career. Really? We going to mention the word sellout and Jay-Z in the same sentence. From the streets, rapper, Pizarro, mogul, businessman, I'm a businessman, noted writer, justice writer. That's what he was when he worked at the New York Daily News, Sean King, who I got tremendous respect for. He sat up there and said to Jay-Z, Jay-Z's a capitalist. No argument there. He is. He's right on point with that, but it seems like people are lining up to go after Jay Z, and I don't understand it. I'm really at a loss for words about it. First of all, if you're Eric Reed, think about some of the things that this dude has said and done. Yes, he's taking a knee with Colin Kaepernick. Yes, he's bringing att- attention to racial inequality and, and and injustices that have been exacted against the black community. I'm a black man. What 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 what, what could I possibly say negative about that? Of course, I appreciate where Eric Reed is coming from. But it does get to a point where it's a bit excessive. The players' coalition led by Malcolm Jenkins, you had a problem with that. You felt they co-opted the movement. So what do you do? You confront Malcolm Jenkins on the football field at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. A game is about to be played, hasn't started yet, and you turn an NFL game into something like that. And then you wonder why somebody like you or Colin Kaepernick would be frowned upon because you have patrons out there who pay to watch a football game that didn't come to the stadium and NFL stadium for that. Why is that relevant? Because Eric Reed is on the record saying they did not have a problem. They did not have a problem with the national football league. That's what Eric Reed said. That's what he went on Twitter and said. We didn't have a problem until. And I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he was basically saying the NFL promoted systemic racism, what have you. Listen, here's the deal. You didn't have a problem with the NFL. The NFL really didn't have a problem with you until they felt that their bottom line might be compromised. Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for weeks. Nobody said anything. Marshawn Lynch admitted on several occasions he didn't stand up for the national anthem. NFL didn't say anything. Why? Because in their collective bargaining agreement, unlike the NBA and Major League Baseball, which mandates you stand for the national anthem, the NFL didn't mandate it. They strongly encouraged it, but they didn't mandate it. And because it didn't mandate it, a player was free to exercise their right not to stand for the national anthem. NFL didn't say anything. It wasn't until it was brought to the attention of the masses and then the president sat up there and said he fired those SOBs that all of a sudden the issue took on a life of its own. That's the fact. Let's get to some other facts while we're talking about this because it's time that people wake up and recognize what the hell's going on here. Eric Reed blackballed. Don't you have a job in the National Football League? I'm sorry. Didn't I see Eric Reed playing for the Carolina Panthers last year? Is he not still collecting a check from the Carolina Panthers? Is he not still employed by the Carolina Panthers? I think he is. Colin Kaepernick, blackballed. Okay. I kind of believe that's happening as well. But are we going to ignore wearing a Castro shirt in Miami? While contemplating being a Miami Dolphin, when the Cuban populace there exceeds 30 percent. Oh, our T-shirt, a Castro T-shirt in support of Fidel Castro in Miami. Do we forget that the Baltimore Ravens were going to sign him? But the girlfriend, his lady, no disrespect to her, but she went on social media. Maybe let me let me correct that. It was either her or him. I'm not sure. I don't recall. But they, too, both of them were associated with comparing Ray Lewis and owner Steve Bashotti to the characters in Django, Samuel L. Jackson and Leonardo DiCaprio. Samuel L. Jackson being the epitome of a quote unquote Uncle Tom and Leonardo DiCaprio being a slave owner. Did we forget that? Did we forget that he had an opportunity to land in Denver with John Elway, but didn't want to accept the deal. Did we forget the fact that he had an opportunity to end up in Seattle and Pete Carroll said, what is your plan? And he didn't have one. They didn't know what you were going to continue to kneel or not. They didn't know what kind of trouble you were going to be willing to cause. If football was going to be your priority, ladies and gentlemen, I just named you four teams, Seattle, Miami, Denver, Baltimore. All of them were going to bring Colin Kaepernick on. All of them. Every one of them. And Eric Reed still has a deal. Eric Reed is playing in the NFL. And oh, by the way, he goes on Twitter yesterday and said, I'm going to stay in the NFL's you know what while he's collecting a check from an NFL team. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to dudes getting in trouble, and that's not these guys, their character is not to be impugned. Stephen A. Smith is not on this radio show talking about the character of Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. It is not to be impugned. And I'm not talking about Colin Kaepernick at all, with the exception of pointing out he did have four offers coming his way. As it pertains to Eric Reed, I got one problem with Eric Reed and one problem only. It seems as if you don't do exactly what he wants you to do, exactly the way he thinks you should do it, you a sellout. Stephen A. Smith, you can hear him
3: on this radio station. I'll tell you when, but first I'll give you the lineup for everyone. Here at 560 The Joe, from 6 to 10 a.m., it's The Joe Rose Show, 10 to 1, Dan Levitard, 1 to 3, Stephen A. Smith, 3 to 6, Hawk and Crowder. Then from 6 to 7 weeknights, the show you're listening to now, The Best of The Joe, where we run back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Checking in with the Marlins, doing A-OK against the best in the big Dodgers, 13 to 7, Marlins had a big 5th inning with 6 runs and a big 6th inning with five runs, which is pretty good because the previous two games with the Dodgers, they scored a run in both of those games. So two runs in two games, and now all of a sudden 13. I guess they were saving some of those runs. On to football, my man, Johnny Manziel. I like him because he likes to party. He's got a good personality. I like to party, and I guess I have a good personality. Johnny Manziel may be partying too much, kind of found himself out of football, but He's making ends meet by being a direct auto insurance spokesperson. Let's listen to some of the commercials that he's has for direct auto.
8: I'm Johnny Manziel, ex-pro football player and direct auto insurance spokesperson. I know what it's like to not know where your next paycheck is coming from. I also know that direct auto will work with you no matter what your situation. I found a home at Directs, and you can too. Hey, uh, Johnny Football, how much longer are you going to be using my office? What, a couple more minutes? but. I got time to hang. Okay, cool.
6: Get direct and get going. Save up to 25%.
3: Let's get a little more Manziel.
8: This is from Adam Wolf 77 Turns out the huge rainstorm was from God's tears laughing so hard at Johnny Manziel. Well, that's nice, Adam. Thanks for the free quote. And now for a free quote that's actually helpful, go to directauto.com.
3: Get direct and get going. Johnny Football. I'm Dan Day. Give us a follow on social media. On Twitter, all you have to do is go to at 560 WQAM. You can also follow me at Dan Day Radio. If you want to hear the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear on 560 The Joe, it's real simple. Go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free and at WQAM.com. That's not it, though. We're continuing on with all the great sports coverage, as Spain and company will be next. want to set up the day for you tomorrow. Also, like I said earlier, great rundown. 6 to 10 a.m., the Joe Rose Show. Joe Rose caught Dan Marino's very first touchdown pass as a Dolphin. That's something pretty special. Dan Levitard, a legend here, not just in Miami, but around the sports world. Stephen A. Smith, the guy could read the phone book, and I would be enthralled. Hawk and Crowder, they really got into it earlier today. woo It was pretty, 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 pretty nasty, and it was pretty fun. So go download that podcast at WQAM.com. And if you miss any of that, of course, Monday through Friday, six to seven, you can listen to this show, The Best of the Joe, where we play back some of the best audio that you hear over the past 24 hours at 560 the Joe WQAM. Tomorrow night, we've got Dolphins Action. They're gonna be playing the Bucks preseason football. Who will be the quarterback? We will find out tomorrow night. Pre-game going to be beginning right here at around 3:30. So set your clocks and get ready to listen to 560 the Joe WQAM. We
0: really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You better a here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone
1: 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.